Hello, it's Ed Gamble here from the Off Menu podcast that you're currently listening to. I am on tour now. The show is called Hot Diggity Dog. Make sure you go and get yourself a ticket. I'm probably coming to a town near you if you live in the UK and Ireland. And Ireland, Dublin and Belfast. Do go to edgamble.co.uk, buy yourself a ticket, and I'll see you for an evening of Hot Diggity Dog. Hot Diggity Dog! Thank you, James. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to the Off Menu Podcast, taking the egg white of conversation, beating in the sugar of humour, baking it in the oven of podcasting, and then putting a load of salt on it for a laugh. <laughs> Lovely little reference to when I was on Bake Off Edit, touched my heart. Ed Gamble there, James Acaster here, the Off Menu Podcast, where we welcome a guest into our dream restaurant, and we ask them their favourite ever start. And we ask them their favourite ever. Oh, God. Ed, it's happening again. <laughs> Just because I've got him. Just because Hollywood's coming on. I can't do it. We asked them their favourite ever start and make us a dessert, side dish and drink. Not in that order. And this week our guest is Paul, Paul Hollywood. Hollywood. That's the reason I was referencing your Bake Off episode, James. Yes. Uh, your famously disastrous episode of uh, Stand Up to Cancer Celebrity Bake Off. Yeah. Now, I have also done Bake Off very recently as we record this. Yeah. You've not seen my episode, have you? Not yet. No, I've not seen a single episode since I was on it. Now, it would be it would be better if I'd won. Yeah. For the joke. Yeah. I didn't win, but I did do I'd say quite well. Yeah, you did well. Um I knew that anyway, and I'm happy for you. Yeah. But yeah, I mean Paul Hollywood coming into the dream restaurant, we both got different relationships with my guests. Sure. I mean, you know, he 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 ate my cake and he liked my cake. Yeah. He didn't like my stuff. Yeah. Uh thought it, he thought it was pretty funny how bad it was. <laughs> and it's it's that episode has followed me around ever since. So, you know. 
<laughs> well, it's it's he's sort of the great white whale of this story, really. To yeah. get him in is is pretty impressive because we've yeah. we've spoken uh, we've spoken to a few people. We've spoken to Michelle Keegan, who was on on your episode, who, who won the episode. She was Star Baker, yes. But uh, Nadia Hussein, who obviously yeah. is like the number one uh, Star Baker ever. Yeah, Selassie as well. We've spoken to one of yeah. the one of. Was he on the first series? No, but he was. He was. He was on like he was. He was like one of the still, still one of the favorites, isn't it? He's one of the favorite bakers ever. Yeah, one of the first bakers for people that people were like, oh my god, I love that guy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah. love him. Uh, obviously, we talked to Sue Perkins about Bake Off. Yeah. Oh, Terry Hatcher, of yeah. course, rubbed it in my face that she got a, a, yeah. a handshake. <laughs> so there's like a Hollywood handshake. So there's, there's a few people that we spoke to about Bake Off. It's come up. And now this is uh, this is the big tuna. This is the big tuna. Uh, very happy to have Paul in the dream restaurant. He's used to being in a tent, of course, but now yeah. he can come into the dream restaurant. But, I mean, and you'd love this, wouldn't you? Oh, if Paul picks a secret ingredient that we yeah. have decided upon that we hate, we will kick him out yep. <laughs> of the dream restaurant. And yes. today's secret ingredient is... Aquafaba. Aquafaba. It's chickpea water. If you get yeah. tin chickpeas, the sort of water mm-hmm. that they sit in, often use them for like vegan baking instead of egg white. Yeah. I mean, you know, obviously we want to encourage vegan baking as much as possible, really. So I'm not, you know, I don't want to say, hey, I, I don't like vegan stuff. Right. But when I went on Extra Slice. Yes. Um, which was actually... Bit of trivia: The day before I went into the Bake Off tent, what? That, that, that's, that's just how it how how it worked. That's weird. Yeah, so it's, uh, just by coincidence. But it was vegan week that week. Yeah, and um, obviously, me being the dessert boy I am, I ate all of the cakes that people had brought in. Yeah, um, to the studio, and a lot of them were made of aquafaba, and I felt very sick afterwards. And okay. I think I think in my head it was like it yeah, was no, the aquafaba that did it. Yeah, it wasn't. Huh? We all know what's happened. I can see Benito's face. He he agrees with me. What? You just ate too much. You ate too much too quickly. No, it was the aquafaba. Because you were, being, you were being rushed off set and you went, oh, I've got to no, eat, no. I've got to try everything. No, I've eaten a lot of cakes before and not felt that ill. You know, uh, when I did Extra Slice, I yeah. didn't get to try anything. What? Why? I think maybe because it was more distanced, perhaps. Oh, maybe, yeah. Didn't get to try anything. No one no one on oh, the panel got dear. to try anything. Well, I was on my way there. I was like, I can't believe I got vegan week. Yeah. And then I was like, this is delicious. And then you felt sick. And then I felt sick because yeah. of the aquafaba. Must yeah, be so because like... of the aquafaba. I will admit that when it comes out of the tin, when you get a tin of yeah. chickpeas and it's in there, it's an odd consistency. Mm. It's sort of a bit slimy. Yeah, I don't like how it looks when it comes out of the tin. That's another reason for wanting to put it on there, really. Yeah. But mainly because you ate too many cakes and you blame aquafaba. Yeah, yeah, because aquafaba made me sick. Yeah. And, and like, but Paul, you know, might choose a baking thing. So, you know, trying to get him on that. Yes, okay, trying to get him, are we? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you would love it if we kicked him out. Yeah. Um, I don't want to kick him out um, because I'm very excited to have Paul in. And I'm very excited about his new book, Bake, yes. James. His best ever recipes, the classics. He says it's the only baking book you'll ever need, which does sort of what somewhat hamstring him for the next book he wants to release. Yeah, it means he can't ever do another one. No, that's a, which is a shame. But it sounds fantastic. There's lots of amazing recipes in there. His favourites, cakes, biscuits, cookies, breads, flatbreads, pizzas, donuts, pastries, pies, all of those things. Oh. Donuts, very difficult, James, uh, as I found out on my technical, very most difficult technical they've ever had. Well, no, never seen it. No. But it was not the most difficult they've ever had. I think we all know what that is, cream hoards. No. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, this book sounds amazing, and I... I think I'm going to, maybe I'll give it a go. We'll see what, see if Paul can convince me. We'll see. We'll see. I'm sure, I'm sure he can. Slash, I don't think he's bothered um, mm-hmm. about convincing you, James, we'll at see all. 
It's the last episode of the series, James. Wow. Time flies when you're doing a series of a podcast. It sure does. That's the phrase. I can't believe it. How, what, what series is this? Seven. Seven? Seven series. What do you reckon? Ten, ten and done? No, I don't think so. You used to say that about episodes, though, didn't you? Ten yeah. and done. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Not going to happen, mate. Not ten and done at all. Oh, man. Keep on going. Fair enough. Hey, and here's exciting things. I'm on tour... Yeah. Still, you're listening to this. I've got more tour dates coming up in September, October and November. He's added new ones. I've added new ones, uh, going back to some places that we did very well in last time, going to some new places, doing a massive London date at the Hammersmith Apollo. I'm going to Dublin and Belfast. Mm. I'm going to Glasgow. I'm going to Reading. I'm going everywhere, James. Which Reading venue? Hexagon. Love the Hexagon. Thank you. Have a good time there. Thank you very much. Yeah. Edgamble.co.uk for tickets. But now, without further ado, let's hear the off-menu menu of Paul Hollywood. Welcome, Paul, to the Dream Restaurant. <laughs> I like it. You ruined my fucking life! <laughs> now, James, that's not how you introduce the guest, is it? I'm scared. Can I leave? <laughs> Sorry, I've erupted out, 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 of, out of the lamp Very in a, in a bit of a mood. Sorry, Paul. You've got an angry genie today, Paul. Sorry, I'm Paul. Sorry. Ruined my life. <laughs> James, give Paul a proper introduction. Welcome to Dream Restaurant. We've been here for some time. <laughs> I can't remember you being in the bake-off tent, James. What? <laughs> it's all I hear. Noon till night. Noon till night. Did you, oh, get, a, did you get a handshake? Did you get a, did you get a handshake? <laughs> no. No. Not even off camera. You're very, this is what the, the listeners don't know, is that off camera you're very stingy with that because you're like, you know that your handshake means something. So you're like, no, 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 no. You don't get it. Not with us. You, not with our what? group that was on. What? It was handshakes all day. Handshakes all yeah. day? Yeah. I, think, I think everybody got one. I was one. too yeah. cocky maybe. I don't know what it was. I didn't get no handshake. It was, uh, I, mean, I, I tell you what, I didn't get a handshake for my bakes. <laughs> do you remember what you did on your sick? What? On your signature bag. What did you do? What are we talking about? <laughs> you played dumb with me? James, you're going to have to have a normal conversation at some point during this episode. <laughs> I can't remember what I did. This is like someone murdered my family. And it's just like, oh, what? I've murdered so many people, I can't remember. But think how many episodes of Bake Off that Paul has done since your episode. I did Flapjack. I did, I did a Bakewell Flapjack and it didn't go well. Uh, and, and you may have warned me. How did you screw up that? Well, well you, you may not remember that it was a flapjack because it certainly this, didn't look like is, a flapjack. This is, this is the most insulting thing. <laughs> I love it. This couldn't have gone any better for me. The Paul doesn't even remember. You came along and you told me the mix that my, my mix looked too wet. Yeah. And I was all like, haha, that's because it's not baked yet, Paul, you silly Billy. And then it came out and it, I couldn't get it to, it was just a mush. It was like porridge. Uh. And you tasted it. And to be fair, you told me that the flavour was nice. Well, bakewell flavour, you can't go wrong. Yeah. But uh, obviously, you know, it was a soup, so it was hard for you to say good <laughs> flapjack. And then we had to do cream horns for the um, technical. That's right. That, yeah. Now, That's right. do you That's admit you that that is unfair? No, it's dead easy. People do no, it's not dead easy. Paul, it was, it, it was a rough buff. Huh? What's harder, cream horns or um, raspberry donuts? Oh, the donuts by yeah, mine. I thought what? so. Yeah. Yeah. You're dealing with yeast. You're dealing with something that yeah. wants to live and grow and... Yeah. Run out the tent. Yeah. Well, I haven't watched this episode because I've still got PTSD. So I, I, I'm, not, I'm not watching any of it. Cream horns, man, that is hard. That is yeah. like, they do them in patisseries. And donuts. 
No. <laughs> they don't do donuts <laughs> and patisseries. <laughs> you had to go to the proper pastry school in France to learn how to do a cream horn. We probably both hoped, James, that we had some sort of great book to help us out when we were when we were doing Bake Off. Yes, I wish I personally could have bought the book Bake by Paul Hollywood, but it wasn't out back then. It, and the only baking book you'll ever need, that's the tagline. I, I, I like to think that. I mean, the main reason being exactly, the book was written during lockdown, mainly last year. And I, I was, um, Noel was going off to his room to write his scripts. Matt was doing the same. Prue was writing her porn or whatever she was doing. <laughs> and I, I think ultimately, I, I thought I need to write a, a book, a, more of an updated book, actually, because mm-hmm. the classic recipes I've chosen are, are, for me, classics, and they've been in the bake-off for years. But it was with the twist of more chocolate, more this. There's more ingredients around now than mm-hmm. there was, you know, years ago when I was writing mm-hmm. my first book. So... It was time to update them and get them tweaked and get them spot on. It's it, for me. It's the it covers all the bases: Danish croissant breads, the lot. You know, cream horns. No, no, no. Cream no it's too, too hard. <laughs> you can't, Don't you can't, you, know, you can't expect a novice to do this. That's too easy. Yeah. Oh, well, we need to skip the hard stuff. <laughs> That's in his kids' baking book. <laughs> I can oh, teach my oh, cats. I'm not laughing at that. That's, that's, shut up. Are the recipes written as you would write the technicals? So, no, well, we'll leave a bit out. No, 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 no. It's all there, all the methods there. And for me, it, it was fun because I tested it on a few friends as well. So I sent out some mm. of the recipes to friends and said, crack on with this, see how you get on. And they all came back with good results. So nice. so I gave them a little judging to see what they were like. Yeah. Uh, and I should have sent you a few, shouldn't I? Yeah, you should have. That, that could have been, I mean, what a promo for this book that would have been. <laughs> yeah, make <laughs> these guys. If, if, if people thought, if, if, if Acaster couldn't cook these, yeah. then clearly I can as well. Yeah, but it, it was never going to happen, was it? No, no, Paul's never going to risk that. <laughs> Not again. Book. I'll send it to the worst person ever in the tent. Well, they can't even remember me, apparently. No, I do remember you in the tent. I just can't remember you. But I must have blanked them out. Do you know what I tried to do in the tent at one point, and they cut it out the edit, and it was annoying. I tried to trap you under a box. Yeah. <laughs> I, and Rylan and I got me put, because you were stealing my Dolly mixtures. I had some Dolly mixtures. Oh, yeah, they were me. nice then. You loved them. I do. You would take a Dolly mixture, and you would look at me with your rock pool eyes, and, <laughs> uh, and you would pop a Dolly mixture in your mouth, and you're like, what, what are you going to do? You'd look at me like, what are you going to do about that? I'd be like, nothing, I guess. <laughs> But then me and Violet got a little dish of Donnie mixers, put them on the floor under a box that we had propped up with a stick, <laughs> and then tied a little string to the stick and I hid behind a bin, and Violet was shouting you, going, Paul Hollywood! <laughs> and then eventually you came round and you looked at the Donnie mixers under the box and you looked at me and went, not falling for that, and you walked away. <laughs> you know, I'm not falling for that. You know what that says to me, Paul? Well, it says that some people weren't concentrating enough well, on their baking. It's saying well, they're not they're not spending enough time reading the recipes. Yeah, that was that was this was during the show the showstopper at the end, right? That's and you laugh. had time on the oh, showstopper to mess I'd around. Already, I'd already shanked it. <laughs> like, I I, there was nothing to play for. I, I iced an egg in that one. Yeah. I uh, put some icing on a, on an egg and said it was Prue. So, you know. She's more than an egg. <laughs> she is more than an egg. She's more than an egg. Do people get scared uh, of baking for you just in your life, like friends and family? Yeah, I, I, I think they do a little. I remember once, um, a few moons ago now, I was invited to a dinner party and it was someone's birthday. And I remember going to their... Uh, sort of garden, there was a few people sort of gathered, so I sort of walked in, hi, hi. and then the cake came out, and she said to me, have a look at the cake and judge it like you do Bake Off. <laughs> oh, God. And I said, okay. So I looked at the cake and I said, that's a great cake. Love what you've done with the colour, decoration looks good, and, uh, and actually, from what I see of the texture, it looks fantastic. And she said, no, 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 do it properly. 
And what do you mean? She goes, do it properly like you do on Bake Off. I went, okay, bring it up to me then. So she brought it up and said, the ganache is all over the place. It's the wrong colour. It's sunk in the middle and it tastes and smells disgusting. She never spoke to me for eight months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Goodbye. Be careful what you wish for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she can't do exactly. that. Yeah. When, when no. we go to parties, people are like, pick it up, start with the front row. Yeah. And Ed is very brutal. Brutal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, terrible new one. Yeah, I'm horrible. Don't get invited to parties anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I always find it difficult. You know, if you go to a restaurant, when the pudding comes, they sort of wait and go, <laughs> and I go, and? and you go, chefs in the back just want to know what you think. Or the bread roll turns up. Yeah. And That's go, even worse. Oh, it's right geez. at the beginning. I know. So it's <laughs> yeah. at the beginning and at the end. Yeah. Gosh. But I said, no, you should have bought a copy of my book, Bake. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a, then you'd be able to tell. She's out on the 9th of June, 2022, of course. 9th of June, 2022. Put it in your diary. Yeah. I'll send you a copy, lads. I'll make sure you get a copy, don't worry. Do you know what? I, I will actually then attempt. No, you've got to bake from it. You uh-huh. have to. Yeah, they I are all to. tested. They're all proven. They all work. I've got I, I really want you to, I want you to get into baking, James. I know yeah. you you bake all the time, Ed. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's good. I think, I mean, a lot of people in my family uh, were texting me saying I was robbed, Paul. I don't know how you feel about that. <laughs> Who won? Uh, um, Example. Yeah. What? I mean, to be honest, Matt. <laughs> Example. Matt, Matt did a good job. Well, and he okay. didn't win. Okay, he... He, he got did. a handshake. He got a handshake because he bullied it out of you. Well, no, he didn't really. On his biscuits. Prue, because Prue said, don't give him a handshake, I had to give him you a handshake. You had to give him a handshake, yeah. So his biscuits thought, yeah. were fine. No, his yeah. his technical was the best, uh, but his signature was a disaster. Uh-huh. Yeah. He did a version of himself lying on a sofa, and then what actually happened <laughs> was... It tasted good. That sponge yeah, was amazing. It looked horrible. All I remember is I think everyone did pretty well on the signature, and I remember yeah. we were standing outside, and Elliot, uh, example, um, cornered you and went... Paul, would you say this is the best the celebrities have ever been? And you went, well, I don't really know. He went, Paul, would you say that this is the best the celebrities have ever been? And you went, yeah, fine, I would say that. And then about an hour later, he came up to you and went, Paul just said this is the best the celebrities have ever been. <laughs> Example sounds intense. Yeah, yeah. yeah he was. Yeah, he was, he was good as well. His, was donuts, his donuts were all right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, everyone screwed up their donuts, to be honest. Yeah, because it's really hard, not like cream horns. God. Oh, well, fucking hell. You, you son of a bitch. If, if, I tell you what, I, I would rather... A donut, from what I can just tell, is a ball... From what you can a, tell as a baker. A ball of yeah. bread with some jam in it. It's a uh, ball of bread that someone's injected some jam into. Yeah, and what, that's all I don't is. understand your point. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, that's all it is. <laughs> cream horns. Cream horns. There's so much skill. You've got to do these pastry horns. You've got to dip the end in chocolate. You've got to have the cream on the inside. There was other stuff that I failed to do along it. Was it the crystallised, uh, was it lemon or orange? I don't know. There might have been. I mean, for all <laughs> I know. I mean, Ryland was, was doing all of that stuff. My, my one, I ended up having to serve it to you deconstructed. And... You tried all the ones and you didn't know who had made what, but you looked at me as you were eating that one because you were like, (laughs) I know this is you. (laughs) I know you did this shit. See, look, you complain about it, but you got um, what, how long's that routine you got out of out of the Bake Off? That's about a fifteen minute routine. Really? In, in my last stand up show, yeah, it went pretty well. <laughs> very, very, very good routine. People like that routine, and I'm a meme now because you probably don't even know that. No, I'm you probably old, don't even know that. That, that you and I are a meme together. No, what's that? It's me showing you my flapjacks. And it's just a, this is what I actually said. So they put, started making it, had a breakdown, bon appetit, because that's what I said to you. Yeah. And people use it to be like, you know, me handing in my coursework or whatever. Yeah. You know, and there's you, you and Prue and Sandy looking at me with, um, not with sympathy, actually. <laughs> Glee in your eyes. I, I, I sympathy 
probably more the case. Yeah, a little bit. Yours, I think your horns were flat, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the horns, it wasn't a horn, you know. <laughs> Do you I find think, that difficult? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 was, That's a meme know, as well. Not a lot of, a lot of men my age, actually. Yeah. Not other people talk about it. People are posting the picture of your cream horns going, yeah. when, when you've had eight pints. <laughs> <laughs> we always start with still or sparkling water, Paul. Mm. Do you have a preference? Still all the time. All the time. Um, I don't understand sparkling. Mm. Apparently it's quite fattening as well, isn't it, sparkling water? Go on. Yeah. Is it? It certainly bloats. I feel bloated after a spark. Mm. I think still water is, yeah, for me every time. I haven't heard that. Have we had that take on the pod I before? think we might it's have done that. I, I heard something. I, the, the source was not trustworthy. That Something about the bubbles, like calories or fat, killings onto the bubbles. That's interesting. Really? Yeah, something like that. We need like to that. look into that. Yeah, I mean, it's almost certainly not true. It sounds well, like a certainly. complete lie, doesn't it? And Greg Davis told me that, so it's not yeah, true. Well, he's, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's a big dummy. Because I guess you're the you're the taskmaster of the tent, aren't you? So yeah, I think Prue and, I, Prue and I are the taskmasters for sure. Prue, yeah. Prue is a lot more I, welcoming, I feel. Uh, <laughs> when Prue comes over to judge, I'm like, well, whatever Prue says, if she says it in a nice way, then I'll probably take it. Whereas you're very exacting. Well, I'm very honest. Yeah, I don't like that. Um, yeah. Well, it's brutally so sometimes. Um, I mean, there has been some weird bakes in the, in the tent that, I mean, I remember seeing some piping, some orange uh, chocolate piping it was on top of a cake, and it literally looked like something my dog could do in the garden. And it looked like, you know, it looked like, and I had a Rottweiler at the time, yeah, 11 stone Rottweiler, so you can imagine what yeah. the cake looked like. Wow. <laughs> Ryland's cake looked like that at the end, the showstopper, just looked like a big poo. It did look like a big poo, it, it, did, it, it was meant to be a mountain, yeah. I think, but it just looked like a big dump. <laughs> thing is, when, when you say it's something that your dog could have done, I'd imagine your dog's a bit more skilled with piping well, than other, other dogs. Yeah, well, well, yeah your dog. Most well, people depends, talk about uh, probably couldn't do it. It depends but yours... on his tea towel holder. Uh, yeah. I think, yeah. I think yeah. he just lets go sometimes. <laughs> Uh, so I think that's what I was getting at. Have you ever judged judged one of those? Um, not not an appearance. <laughs> be quite a nervous stuff. Most dogs look nervous when they go for a dump, let alone if they're yeah. getting judged on it. <laughs> <laughs> they, want, they want that. Oh, he's going he's to score me on this. Oh, no, no way. I'm getting a handshake. And I'm one of those good dogs who's learned how to give him my paw. <laughs> That's all going to go to waste. That is the most tragic image ever. A dog who's learned how to give his paw, holding it up, and you just ignoring him. <laughs> yeah. it up. No, that, no, that was an awful shit. <laughs> so you don't get the paw. Do you teach your dogs to give the paw? Because that, um, that, that's a big deal. No, the I Hollywood did. handshake. Do they, they appreciate what they're getting? Uh, probably not. But um, <laughs> no, he was pretty good at that. The rotty was pretty good at that. Some, yeah. Were you, do you ever do it in public and people went past and went? Well, that dog that must dog? be great at bacon. <laughs> <laughs> that dog was like such a great cake. I think ultimately you do get a lot of people try and approach me, you know, for a handshake, whether it's, you know, a guy yeah. coming in, fixing some plumbing, whatever, and then they go like that. And you're yeah. going, what am I shaking out for? <laughs> yeah. Where's the cake? Yeah. Show me the cake. Um, but I get, a, I get a lot of people, you know, wanted to shake my hand, which I find bizarre. I'm not quite sure. It all started, I think, series three. Mm. And it, I, it was just, well done, you know, it's just a, well done, you've done a great job. Yeah. And it's sort of gone on from there, really. I don't know why it's got to this this position at the I moment. I mean, it's, it's a great moment. I love it every time it happens. <laughs> what I like is that just before the handshake, there's a look. So you'll be eating it, and you'll look to the floor, <laughs> and you're thinking, mm, how do I feel about this? This is And then you look up at them, and your eyes are like have this little smile in them. 
And at that point, it would be cruel not to give them the handshake. Because yeah. yeah. that, that, uh, that look is going, I'm about to shake your hand. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, oh, my God, I can't believe that this is going to happen. And if at that point you went, thanks very much, and walked away, they would probably <laughs> break down. I've done that before. <laughs> I have actually done that before. Yeah. I've gone to that point where I was just about to. And I actually pushed, pushed myself to that position. Yeah. And then I noticed one of the one of the cakes on the left hand side had collapsed slightly, and my hand was literally just to the, come to the table, and they were, and I could see their eyes, and it looked like fried eggs. And I went, "Nice one." Pop it up, so bread. Pop it up, so bread. Paul Hollywood. Well, Pop it up, so bread. Obviously, I've got to go bread. You've got to go bread. But then, what yeah. type of bread? Yeah, this is the thing. Uh, it depends where I'm eating. I, I quite like a good seeded roll with wholemeal flour. Because that with butter on the side is mm. just delicious, but it's got to be baked properly. Crispy on the outside, a little bit softer on the inside, but with lots of nuts. When did you start to notice, like, you know, that you, you had a like a, a bit of a eye for or a palate for like this kind of when, when with, with, with bread, especially or baking and going, I can tell that this is not as good as the one I had last time, or you know, I'm well, my dad was a baker, so mm-hmm. I grew up. You know, in and around bread and my dad baking at home and stuff. I used to be a Saturday lad as well. So I sort of go into the bakery first thing in the morning on a Saturday morning, help house. So I think baking generally, baking bread is a is an art form that's quite difficult to master. Mm-hmm. Once you've mastered bread making, I think other elements of baking is fairly straightforward. But you do know when something's underproved because it, it looks heavy or it's split down at the bottom. Mm-hmm. And you can tell by the crust. As it's splintered, as it's uh, as it stayed solid, and so you know straight away before even cutting into it what it's like. Well, some sourdough when they do the split deliberately on the top. Oh yeah, well, that's doing courage. Are they tricking you? No, no, no. Like, oh, oh, yeah, I but you can tell better. by the split how it's proved as well, just uh-huh. by how it's split. Oh wow, that's quite normal as well. I do make sourdough at home quite a lot, and um, it's getting that slash right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Talk about your dog again. Yeah. <laughs> you did sourdough, haven't you? You split, split, split the top. I've not done sourdough. What? I've yeah. never made sourdough. I dreamt that. That's really no. difficult. I have dreams about Ed. Yeah, no, I've, no, I've never made sourdough. I dreams about Ed baking stuff. <laughs> the thing is, we, we've got so Who many nice it? bakers near us, so yeah. it sort of feels a bit weird doing Are you based in London? Yeah, yeah. All oh, right, okay. Yeah, well, yeah, there's loads of them around here. Yeah, yeah. Where's, uh, where do you really like? If you were going to buy some bread rather than make it, where, where's your favourite bread from? I, d- I don't buy sourdough bread. As a, I mean, I used to go to Poulain, which is mm-hmm. a very good bakery, Chelsea Way, and I met I met one of the owners originally years ago, and their bread is very French. You know, it's very heavy. It's got rye in it. It's It's been around for like 30, 40 years. It's beautiful. And I do like their sourdough. I think it's very good. And San Francisco was the other one, but it's a long way to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the guys over in San Francisco make some incredible sourdough. I'm, go- I'm going to San Francisco oh, in May. You're going to love it. Have you been there before? Uh, I've been there, yeah, very briefly before, but we're there for a few days. Go to time. Tartines. Tartines. Tartines, go and check out the bakery. And just go in as if you're, yeah. you know, you're a judge. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll phone him up and say, I've got a top baker coming yeah, yeah, over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of my scouts is coming over. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Just place out. <laughs> I was thinking of John Favreau. He's the one who did the uh, who made sourdough. You got me mixed up with John Favreau. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I watched John Favreau's uh, te- uh, show on Netflix, and at one yeah. point uh, he visited some bakers who were making sourdough, and he was showing them on his phone the yeah. sourdough that he had made and how he got the split. Was, okay. and and uh, I, oh, that's right. what, who I mixed you up with. But well, wow. why did you mix me up with John Favreau? I just remember that someone. I respect. <laughs> oh, that's very well done on getting out of that. One. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they sourdough. I, know something. I just thought it's quite a you. Yeah, you know, it's quite feasibly something that you would do as well. I definitely do the thing where I show a picture of it. 
I'd definitely yeah. take a picture of it and go, look at this, yeah. James. Yeah, yeah. 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 And yeah, you, you'd probably stick it on your Instagram and say, oh, look what yeah. I've been baking. Yeah, and yeah. I'd tag you in it, Paul. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. Yeah. And, you, and then the handshake, <laughs> yeah. and then <energy> comes over. <laughs> 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 I did that. Um, I think uh, Blake Lively, mm-hmm. she did a, a cake and um, sort of DM me in on the, on, the, on the whole thing on Instagram saying, oh. well, I hope this deserves a handshake. So I saw it. In fact, someone phoned me up and said, have you seen this? And I said, what? So I came out and said, well done with a handshake. And then she plastered it all over her feed, the story. I was going, wow, you know, that's incredible. That's what it means, man. During COVID, you weren't able to do as many handshakes, I'd imagine. Uh, no, no. Just People don't I- talk about... Some of the biggest victims of COVID are <laughs> uh, judges who couldn't shake people's hands And bake-off contestants. Yeah, bake-off contestants who yeah. just had to guess if it was good or not. Yeah, no, we did We did in lockdown. We did that in lockdown, so everyone was tested, so I was all right to do it. Oh, of okay. course, yeah, because um, you were all together in, yeah. the, in the hotel, right? Yeah. And it was weird. Seven and a half weeks yeah. uh, in full lockdown in a hotel was odd. Yeah. You know, we couldn't leave, couldn't leave the grounds. We were sort of... You know, basically stapled within this this area, and it, it, I mean, it's there's worse places to be. Yeah, but seven and a half weeks is a long time. Did they have in that situation? Did they have like a practice? They had a practice tent. Yeah, as well, yeah, the bakers they? could practice, so they did two days on, two days off, mm-hmm. and in those two days, they were busy practicing. Yeah. I mean, my whole thing was just two days overall. I can't imagine. 17 and a half weeks or whatever you just said and having to get up and do practice bakes in a tent. I'd even argue whether it's two days, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, you really show up for the first one. <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know what was going on. Did you, you didn't practice at all, though, did you? I did one little practice run-through with my sister. I went to my sister's house. She taught me to make uh, the Bakewell flapjack. Oh, this is the this uh. is the other awkward thing, family-wise, is that um, James's sister runs a flapjack company and uh. he basically disgraced, disgraced well, the family. Well, bear in mind, though, at that point she didn't. So she, right. did, she did the practice bake with me. She yeah. loved doing the flap, uh, the uh, Bakewell flapjack. I told her what I wanted to do. Yeah. I told her. Well, you to, said you yeah. want to do a Bakewell yes. flapjack. I, I said, because back in the day when I worked at a school, yeah. I would get the tube every morning. I'd get a flapjack from the station. And I'd, the Bakewell ones are my favourite ones. And I'd eat that. And then I'd get to the other side of the tube. And then I'd get a, a Danish. So <laughs> that, was my, that was my morning. And uh, I really loved the Bakewell flapjack. So I said to my sister... Let's make a Bakewell one. So she had to, like, figure it out. And we did a practice batch, and it was delicious. And she'd enjoyed it so much, she was like, I'm going to try and make more different... You, know, you had the icing on the tops. top. Yeah, it was meant well, to be. I, I, there wasn't any icing on it, I didn't get around to that. No, no. no. Right. I was meant to put icing on I the top. I remember now. It's yeah, all flooding that back. That didn't even happen. I think, I think they even kept it uh, for the grace of God. They kept it out of the edit that I was going to do icing on it, just to, like, be, be nice to me. Um, but that's what she does. And, the, yeah, so now she's got her own flapjack company, Fabjacks. Yeah. And, uh, and she started doing it. And, like... It's, it's mad that like I kind of like almost disgraced the company before it even started. But also, <laughs> it's why the company exists. I'll get to send you a batch, Paul. Yeah, I'd like to try. My favourite thing is a Bakewell tart. I love it. Oh, Absolutely God. love them. Oh, that's even worse. I, <laughs> I, it, was, it, was, it was there for the taking. <laughs> it was there for the, They told me that as well. When I, when I said to them, I'm doing Bakewell once, they were like, oh, Paul loves that. I was like, great. <laughs> it's true. I would have done. I was like, try and love this, Hollywood. Well, I pra- I practiced all of mine quite a lot, Paul. Mm. I practiced my um, I did gingerbread skulls with um. With they, they were the, all right. Yeah, but they were very soft. And when you you cut into them, you yeah. went, "Oh, they're a bit soft." And in my head, I went, "Yeah, I know. That's how I practice them." Really? <laughs> Every single time they were soft, and yeah. my family. Yeah, but were your like, flavors, oh, no, your flavors were spot on. Mm. Another five ten minutes would yeah. have been absolutely perfect. But I didn't have that five or ten minutes because for the first five or ten minutes, You're I accidentally put icing sugar in instead of flour. Wow, that wow. is stupid. <laughs> That is yeah, one of the most that... embarrassing things that's ever been said on this podcast. <laughs> you would have liked them. Yeah, I would have thought they were delicious, actually. <laughs> <laughs>
Let's get onto your meal proper, your dream oh, yeah. meal, uh, your dream starter. Prawn cocktail. This is a big one on the pod. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people loving prawn cocktail. A lot of chefs, a lot of bakers. Yeah, well, a lot of, yeah, loving prawn cocktail. The thing, the reason is. It reminds me when I was a kid, we used to go to Burnie Inn. Up north, they had Burnie Inn or Schooner Inns. They're a bit like the harvester of today. Uh-huh. And going there and having a prawn cocktail was was in a wine glass. Got to be in a wine glass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, it was just iceberg lettuce and literally just prawns and Mary Rose. Delicious. And with a bit of brown bread, buttered brown bread. Mm-hmm. I think they're fantastic. Nowadays, you don't... Well, actually, nowadays, you do see a few of them coming back now into... into Pubs, restaurants, that every restaurant should have a prawn cocktail. Love them. So nowadays they they sort of they always try and elevate them or go with yeah. like the massive mango prawns, or yeah, anything like that. Yeah, but I can't stand having a prawn cocktail. You know where they put a full shell prawn on the side? Uh-huh. Yeah. And you spend the next ten minutes trying to peel the bloody thing. <laughs> and then you're trying to peel in this prawn, chopping it up, trying to mix it with the rest of the Mary yeah, Rose. Doing the cooking. It just takes you forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't be that's just the lazy chef. <laughs> so you, you, you like the little prawns? Oh yeah, just gonna have the you know, little little Norwegian prawns, the little fellas. Uh-huh. Just defrost them five minutes and stick them in a <laughs> stick them in a wine glass. <laughs> you want a proper old school Bernie yeah. in prawn cocktail. Absolutely, with wow. a little bit of paprika on the top. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 You gotta have the paprika on the yeah, top. Yeah, you have. Sets it off very nicely. Yeah. Do you like prawn cocktail? Is it prawn cocktail yeah. one of yours? Yeah, things? yeah. But I've only I've not had it much, and I think I like the bigger prawns or like the what would they be that about the size of a about the size of a two pound coin prawns? Those yeah, ones, they're, but, they're but the little thick. Norwegian shrimp prawn. Things, I like yeah. I like them to yeah, be yeah. a bit beefy. I don't yeah. like I don't like the little tippers. the tiny little ones the in the bag that you get out of the freezer. Yeah. They they wind me up. I don't want them. Why well, do they like wind them. you up? They're too small. They're not got enough flavour. I, I, I like the ones that are like, you know, popcorn shrimp, kind of like proper okay, yeah, yeah. nice ones. I know what you mean. And the lettuce, I would like it to be uh, as fine, sh- shredded and nice. I don't like it when you get a big flappy lettuce leaf in there. There's no way to go, to is it? When, you, when you've got that. a fork, because you, when you go yeah. into your mouth and then you end up going, oh, I'm just throwing yeah. the whole yeah, yeah. lettuce leaf in your mouth. No, I like, yeah, and it's flicking lettuce. up Mary Rose into your arms yeah. at the same time. <laughs> yeah. And it's burning with that paprika and assistance. Exactly. You might have squeezed some lemon juice in there yeah. beforehand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I Straight into your eye. But yeah, shredded shredded lettuce is a must. Yeah, shredded lettuce. You squeeze a lemon in there? I would have a little squeeze of lemon, yeah. Just As... over the top of the paprika. Yeah, yeah. So where the paprika sits on the top, a little squeeze, just so it dampens the uh, yeah. paprika, and then a little stir. You're not washing your paprika in. off the prawns. No, 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 no. Because just, I think when you've no. got it in there, I mean, I like a pint of them. I mean, a pint mm. prawn cocktail would be fantastic. Yeah. But you need one of those massive, you know, spoons. Yeah. But I love the idea of... Getting your spoon in there, and then you almost fold the whole thing together to make sure everything's coated with yes. that mayo yes. sauce, and then you get tucked in. So absolutely, I'm imagining a big pint glass, but one with a handle that's like dimpled. One oh, that would be pint nice. Glasses. Yeah, yeah. And then you've got like a Knickerbocker glory spoon to eat <laughs> yeah. it with, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh I'll be in heaven. Yeah. And right. that is a starter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like you coating it all beforehand. That's yeah. what I like to do. You have to. When you have a bowl of cereal, it's I always have to. Dunk all the cereal yeah, that's on the top. Well. Yeah, I do. Get it all in the milk. I don't want there no dry cereal yeah. in there. <laughs> yeah, but then I have to wait. I wait then for five minutes to yeah. soak up the milk a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Especially on a shreddy. Sure. You know, you, you've coated them and you just got to wait for it. Just be careful. Wait. Well, I like a variety of texture. So I'll leave some dry bits mm-hmm. on the top for cereal and then I'll have the wet ones at the bottom. So I've got like all different things happening in my mouth. How do we feel about that? I, I'm, I'm not um, against it. It's just not. What yeah. I would do. I mean, you, you tend to get rid of the, the, the ones at the top pretty quick. Yeah. yeah. And then you start digging down to the sort of semi, 
uh, permeable ones. And they're yeah. down at the bottom, they're like mush. Yeah, then you've got the, the mush stuff at yeah. the bottom. As a kid, like... I remember taking spoons full of shreddies and you start with one mm-hmm. and then you go to two and then three and you see how many you can get in your mouth on, on... <laughs> What's your record? Spoon. About 22. 22 <laughs> shreddies. That's not to be sniffed at. No. I'm, a t- I'm just going to get a T-shirt done. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I stayed at a comedian's house once when I was an open spot, so just starting out in stand-up. And, uh, of course you've got an anecdote about shreddies. Yep. It's so, <laughs> this is so up your street. <laughs> well, he let me stay by his house, even though he didn't know me. And in the morning, he was like, do you want to order some shreddies? I was like, yeah. He went, he went do, do you want them warmed up in the microwave? I was like, what the... F- no. What? No, I do not. Well, you haven't filed his rusk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this guy, he warmed up his bowl of shreddies in the microwave, and then he sat in front of me, and then he mushed it all up with his spoon before he ate. It was a disgusting thing. Even though he'd done me a kindness and let me stay over his house, I hated him. Well, I would do that with Weetabix, but we wouldn't have warm milk. Yeah. But I would mess up, I would smash up my, my Weetabix once I got the milk in there. Uh-huh. I'd do that. The problem when you do that is when you've got milk on, the milk just goes into the Weetabix and just vanishes. Yeah. It just absorbs it up. It's like a sponge. Yeah. Yeah, they should use Weetabixes in, like, floods and stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Just just layers and layers of it across yeah. all the beaches. That's why Caitlin's never been flooded. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good, man. We just, we just surround ourselves with it. The Bix. <laughs> Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Today's episode of Off Menu is sponsored by Aura. James, are you ready to win Mother's Day? I am, Ed. I want to cement my reputation as the best gift giver in the family. I want to give my mom an all digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. May I say, James, I absolutely love the class and elegance with which you use the word mom, because this is for US listeners. All of your moms deserve a good Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. Yeah, I think your mum's going to love looking back on your childhood memories, seeing what you're up to today, seeing what you were up to back in the day, and even better, with unlimited storage and an easy-to-use app, you can keep updating mum's frame with new photos, so it's the gift that keeps on giving, James. Ed, answer me this. Who is the best gift giver in your life? Hmm, um, I'd probably say uh, my wife is a very good gift giver. Not that my mom is not a fantastic gift giver, but my wife's very good at little surprise things. She says, I've only got you a few things, and then there'll be little little surprises, things that we've seen throughout the rest of the year. I'll say to my wife, I like that, and then I forget about it, and then on the day, there's some lovely little gifts there for me that remind us of the year that we've just spent together. Oh, if you like being reminded of stuff, may I suggest photographs? 
That's a very good point, James. I think we should get ourselves an Aura digital picture frame and put some of our wedding photos on them. Right now, Ed, Aura has a great deal for Mom's Day, Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A Frames.com. Use code OFFMENU at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Your dream main course. Now, this is a weird one. Yeah. Souvlaki. Ah! Now, I lived in Cyprus for six years, and a souvlaki is the best meal ever. I mean, it's pretty simple. It's basically just a... It's this Greek Cypriot pita bread, so it's quite thick. Inside, you've got a bit of cabbage, a bit of lettuce, tomatoes, onions, uh, oregano, loads and loads of neck of pork, which are cubed, and then they're... They're basically over a barbecue charcoal, so they're nice and caramelised. And then you've got red wine and oregano and salt on top of that. Mm. In it, squeeze the lemon juice across the top. Boom. Honestly, it, mm-hmm. I lived off them in Cyprus. And every time I go there, and I go there a lot, I direct line. I go, so there's a couple of takeaways down there I know. And I'm straight down it. I want it in the paper as well. Yeah. And you have to just tear off the top and tuck it. And, it, it, and actually, it's quite healthy. Is yeah, it? It's griddle, griddle meat. Yeah, yeah. Barbecue meat and then small pieces of pork. And then you've got salad all the way through it. It's fantastic. Oh, I love that sort of food so much. I love, Definitely. yeah, Greek separate food and yeah. all stuff from around there. I mean, you so can keep good. your steaks. And, I mean, I did think lobster, steak, pasta, risotto. Mm-hmm. And I came back to Sulagi. Just yeah. something simple and tastes amazing. I had an embarrassing thing last week where I was filming something and one of the runners was like, what do you want for lunch? And I was like, is there delivery options? So he was talking me through the delivery options. And he was just reading out the... Sometimes he'd read out the cuisine. Sometimes he'd read out the name of the place. And mm-hmm. there was a place called Souvlaki that did Souvlaki. <laughs> but, you, but you like it. But, they were like, but you like it. Yeah. <laughs> so he said, Souvlaki. And I went, it's pronounced Souvlaki. <laughs> I corrected him. And he was like, I know how it's pronounced. That's the name of the place. I was like, I'm sorry, mate. Sorry. I didn't mean to. He didn't like you that. He didn't like you that. I was like... You, you, you were being disrespectful to yeah. that guy. And he was like, no, I'm not being disrespectful. They've named their place that. I, I would go as far to say I've never corrected a runner on their pronunciation. No, no, I felt pretty bad. I mean, I, I was getting on with him quite well. Yeah. I was at that point where I was like, me and this guy, we, we get on. I, yeah. I, I, I can say to him, because I thought he was struggling with the pronunciation. I thought he was like, I was, I was like, I'll help him out. But it came across like I was going. Yeah, um, it's pretty. Excuse it's, me. It's taking him to yeah. taking him. It's too likey. <laughs> too likey. I didn't go for that in the end. I went Fernando's. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> which he pronounced Nando's, but it yeah, was too late to I'll, correct I'll, him. I'll, I'll let it go. <laughs> I never had a Nando's till last year. First one. Really? Wow. First one ever. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, yeah, it was all right. The Piri Piri one, I think. Uh, the Piri Piri one. It yeah, was all right. It was all right. Well, they're, all, they're all Piri Piri. Oh, it's all Piri Piri. It was all right. Wasn't over the moon. Would you uh, have like a half chicken or like a? I think it was just pieces. I think it was just little nuggets. Th- thighs, the boneless. boneless it could have thighs. been the thighs actually. It was brought onto set because someone said, "Are we having? Some, yeah. They're going out for something to eat." I went, uh, oh, "Go on, I'll have a Nando's then." And I, I did sort of leave it with someone. I said, "Well, I like chicken. Choose yeah. whatever." And I just got this plethora of stuff. It was all right. It was okay. 
I love the idea of a runner and nun is going, Paul just ordered Hernandos. <laughs> that's not specifically what he wants. What truly represents the entirety of the Nando's menu? What, what heat do we got? What heat yeah. level do we go for here? <laughs> you like the spicy? Uh, do you know what? Recently, I'm doing a project at the Mount. We've just been to this country where I had uh, a lot of chilies. Uh-huh. And um, I was sitting in front of this guy who, it should be coming out later this year. I was sitting in front of this guy. We had four different types of chilies. And I thought they started with a sort of a bell. Fine, no problem. That's one crunch, whatever. And the guy over there went crunch and fine. Didn't speak much English. Came to the next one. And I thought they're going up in grades here. Yeah. So the next one I picked it up thinking, I trust the crew. I just bit into half this chili. It was a Serrano chili, uh-huh. which, are, which are hot. <laughs> yeah. And I went, oh, and I felt it. This, this bloke just had two of them straight yeah. away. And I went, right. <laughs> the next one I went, I'm going to give it a mess. Then he gave you a mezcal which is a, a chili with chili powder across the top filled with this like tequila and then you drink the drink and then bite the pepper and I, 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 I got sent to the moon <laughs> he'd, he'd had six and then the last one were habaneros which yeah. Yeah. he had ten I, w- I just had a nibble at the end which made my mouth just burn he had ten and we're rubbing them in his eyes oh what? my god what is this guy rubbing in rubbing all these habaneros in his eyes is he like ne- a champion chili yeah, man he yeah. is he is he I've never like seen anything like from it Jackass. <laughs> <laughs> I never said he didn't like it and he, 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 there was no sweat nothing it, it was incredible it's mad. Wow. It's like chili klaus have you seen chili klaus no. Chili Klaus does stuff where he gets like choirs to sing songs and then at one point gets them all to bite into like a Carolina Reaper or something and then carry on trying to sing while they're like going nuts <laughs> with, with all the all the all the fire inside them. I get wow. the worst hiccups if I eat spicy stuff. Yeah. Like immediately if I oh, eat really? a spicy thing I just get hiccups. It's pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I get, well, I, oh, no. well I, yeah, sometimes I know what you mean. Some foods will do that. Potato sometimes will do that to me. Or, or burping is just Coke, any Coke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Literally, if I want to burp, have a swig of that. I'm burping for like if you want 10 to minutes. Burp. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Comedy one. Yeah. yeah. Then we got to Coke. <laughs> does, so does potato make you hiccup? Yeah, it does sometimes, especially mash. <laughs> Don't know why. Mash, mash does it. Yeah. I should make you up uh, some mash, Paul. Then you'd shake my hand because I'm the mash king. Oh, yeah. What'd yeah. you put in it? Cream, yeah, salt and pepper, butter, yeah, and a little bit of love. And uh, I'll mash that all up for you, yeah. and it will be the best mash you've ever had. Do you pipe it, whisk it, or do you just fold it together? All I just up? use the classic masher, oh, right, okay. and I'm just there and I mash it away. And then when you have that mash, you won't get the hiccups because that's how good it is. And you'll shake my hand. Do you put cheese in it as well? Yes. Okay. Do you? Yeah. What that, cheese? That, that was a little it? bit of love. <laughs> yeah, I do put cheese in it. I, I've bought that up on the podcast before and been pulled up on it. Yeah. Um, I think the best cheese I found was the more like orangey cheddar cheese. Yeah. 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 That was the best. Interesting. Okay. When I was the mash king. I put a little bit of parmesan in there. Just mm. a little bit. Maybe I'll try Which that. is quite nice. I'm not. I'm not against that. I find it sets off most pasta dishes. Yeah, that's it. Does what mashed potato? The, the parmesan. Yeah. <laughs> or that orangey cheddar. Yeah. Yeah. Orangey yeah cheddar don't go to his house for dinner. Lasagna with loads of orange cheddar in it. <laughs> I don't think we've talked about the Savlaki enough. I think that's quite exciting. Oh yeah. I mean, have you ever been to Cyprus? No. I mean, it is different to the Greek islands and, and Greece. It is a totally separate country. Most people think it's just one of the islands, but it's not. Mm. It's in the far east of the Med. And souvlaki is one of those things that once you've tried it, if you enjoy pork, and I like it beautifully caramelised, mm-hmm. it's delicious. Souvlaki are the little pieces. Uh-huh. Souvla are the big pieces of the neck. Right. So it's sort of fist size. And basically you caramelise that with charcoal. And honestly, you just... Te- wow. It's... Wow. 
It's just the best food in the world. You know the ironic thing is, I, I, I'm pronouncing it wrong. I think I'm saying souvlaki. It is souv, S-O-U-V-L-A-K-I. Souvlaki. Laggy. Yeah. So there we go. I, I corrected the runner. Oh, no light, no laggy. Oh, no. I, I don't lick that. <laughs> I don't lick that very much. I don't lick it. <laughs> I've, I've been, we used to go uh, on family holidays to Cyprus a lot. Yeah. And it is, the, the food is just incredible. And it I is. was, because I was a fat little boy, it was just, it was perfect. I'm the other way around. I was a skinny little lad, and now I'm a fat bloke. So I think ultimately... I'm halfway down that journey. <laughs> we used to go to a restaurant called Aruzos Taverna in Cyprus, and you'd go and they'd just bring out, they'd just bring out the food. Like meze. Yeah, like, but like ev- everything. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, this is so much food, I'm so full. And then they bring out a full roast chicken yeah. and roast potatoes. And, and then stuff. your dessert comes. Yeah, just in heaven. But the thing is, when the meze comes, I always, I always makes me laugh. They used to come, and I, you'd live there a while, so you know what where you are in the meze. You know, you're quarter way through, or after you're through. And when friends used to come, they'd start talking in. They'd go, oh, it's amazing. Come another bit of pizza bread. And they're just yeah. woofing it down with a salama salata and hummus yeah. and all the other dips. <laughs> and they're really packing in. And then another dish will come with potatoes. They're going, oh, yummy. And then by the end, the, the yeah. main course got another main course. I was the starter. They went, what? <laughs> And they feel quite ill at the end of it. Yeah, yeah, perfect. But then just fruit comes at the end, just melon. Just one big melon. <laughs> I, I love that. Do you think Thomas Lata is best said in a Liverpool accent? I think so. Yeah. I, think I, think, so. I think it works. You really yeah. went for it, though. Yeah, Thomas Lata. <laughs> I think it's just, it's perfect, right? Yeah. I don't really ever want to hear it in another accent. I think it came from Liverpool originally. Did it? Yeah. <laughs> I believe that. It came from Bootle. I believe <laughs> It's the only. I think it's the only dip that sounds better in a in a Liverpool accent. I, I mm-hmm. think so. Yeah. <laughs> the only dip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I try to think of other ones. I can't. Yeah. I think you might be right, Ed. Well, hummus, hummus, tzatziki. Tzatziki. You might. That might be quite good. Tzatziki. No, tzatziki. It's really to get you. You can't get your mouth around. Yeah. You need. You need all those A's, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. The A's. Hummus. Hummus. Yeah. Hummus. I'd like to in a Dudley accent. I think. Hummus? Yeah. yeah, I think that's more. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's more fun. There's a whole other spin-off podcast we could do. Just different dips, dips uh, and just find <laughs> the right accent for each dip. Yeah. The Big Dipper. Yeah, the Big Dipper. Yeah. We'll call it that. <laughs> also, before we move on, little joke I was going to do and then didn't do. Okay. Uh, you yep. said you said that Cyprus is a separate country. I was going to say Cypriot country. A little oh. little little pun. Yeah, nice probably one. good. You didn't do that. Yeah, yeah. Would have been that. <laughs> could, could have been pretty embarrassing. You could edit that out, can't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, <laughs> no, Benito, you'll turn the volume up on that. Yeah. <laughs> You say it's obviously like a separate country. Is the cuisine very distinct from Greek cuisine? It's just slightly different. Just slightly. and they have a few more things. There's a there's a Turkish influence as well. Yeah, so I was going to say, um, is that coming across more, the border? And Middle Eastern as well. Yeah, you've got the sort of Middle East coming in as well. So I just think it it, it is Greek, um, but with Middle Eastern you know little twist to it as well. Yeah. But I, I I do I do love the island. I go there a lot. I, I just think it's a beautiful place, beautiful island. Yeah. I love a lot of friends there, so it's nice going. I can hide up in the mountains, you know, and just disappear for a bit. It's lovely. My girlfriend's dad uh, used to live there, and he's he's, he's a pilot. And Akrotiri, um, huh? Akrotiri, or was it was he a pilot in the RAF? Got no idea what you're talking about. Akrotiri is, is similar to Taramisalata. Oh right, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It goes with chips. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Akrotiri, <laughs> commercial pilot, I believe. Oh right, but okay. like uh, he would he would go on his little um, like a little you know private plane round and, oh, and nice. just fly around Cyprus and enjoy it. Yeah, and uh, he would fly people there. And I when I first met him, I said to him. Um, I basically talked to my girlfriend's dad like he's a guest on the podcast. <laughs> he, he, I said, well, once you drop people off, do you fly to the other side of the island where people can't see you and do a loop-de-loop? 
had. I can't imagine the conversation he had with your girlfriend after you'd left the room. Well, going, is, thought, he, is this guy all right? No, <laughs> I, I tell you what, he did. He, he didn't say that because when I asked him that, his eyes lit up and he couldn't. And he went, "Yes." <laughs> what? He went, "I do that all the time." He said, "I go and fly to the other end of the island, and people can't see you at the other end of the island, and I do loop the loops." And that's what he does. <laughs> so he's, he's having you on, mate. My kind of guy. No, no, no. If you yeah. met him, yeah, you'd be like. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he does. He does do that. Like I've I'm, I'm really landed on my feet with him. Yeah, great. Your dream side dish. This is a tricky one. This one. Yeah. Side dishes with a sulagi is very difficult. But to be honest, it's very difficult to pick apart a portion of chips. Mm. Yeah. You know. But again. When I say chips, you get restaurant chips and you get chippy chips. Mm-hmm. Now, chippy chips growing up were, I remember my mum was a terrible cook. I mean, really bad. I mean, really bad. We'd say, what's for dinner? She'd go, go and look in the freezer. And it was it was literally like that every day. We're trying to defrost the whole chicken in half an hour. It just didn't happen. But ultimately, I, I, I do think chippy chips, I like the sogginess of a chippy mm-hmm. chip. I mean, yeah, it's all nice to have these crispy little French fries, which I which I like. With lots of different flavours and stuff on the top, it's fine. But chippy chips, soggy chippy chips. And from Liverpool mm-hmm. uh, or in the Wirral, you bet, well, anywhere up north, actually, anywhere north of Watford, where you get a bag of chips and you can stick huge sausages inside it and then gravy as well. Yeah. And let it soak all the way through and just have a wooden spoon on the way back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I say chips is pretty generic, but I always aim towards, even if you ran to the chippy for me, and if I was on my dream meal with me, Suvlagi, and you've got me some soggy chips on the side, I'll be happy. Is there a particular chippy? Um, there's a couple of chippies, actually, up north. Um, and I'm not too sure whether they're still around. There's one in Wallasey Village that was particularly good uh, where I grew up, and they were brilliant. I think it was Mayflower or May Queen, I think it was called. They did great chips, really good chips. I and mean, there's one in Belvedere Road as well in Wallasey, which was, which I don't think that's there now. But they did fantastic chips. Nice. But again, it's that... Sogginess in the keeping it in the bag, and mm-hmm. they sort of sweat it. in the bag a bit. Yeah, and yeah. I want that so I put me and it just falls apart. And how much vin- how, vinegar yeah. are you going vinegar on I the go, chips? I go vinegar and I go salt and vinegar for sure. Uh, salt first, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, then vinegar, and then yeah, I just yeah. Are you saturating them with the vinegar? No, not necessarily because mm-hmm. at the time when they seal the bag up, they're quite crispy and then the vinegar sort of drops down a bit like a plunk you know it sort of gets all the way down to the bottom yeah and then it's soggy then it gets a bit soggy so uh-huh. you can turn your chips upside down if you want and oh, they yeah. come back the other way oh yeah. nice that's uh, a good technique yeah half, half, oh, yeah. Half, halfway back the other the side there'll be people doing that now I'm thinking they're, they're proper chefs when they do that. Wait, 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 wait. They'll be halfway back in the car. They'll flip the bag over and go, that's a Paul Hollywood chef. Yeah, it's a Paul Hollywood chef. So you've got to be careful how you put this on vinegar because <laughs> yeah. if you go like that, it's just going to go everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. Then you're smashing yeah. yourself. I've seen it that Suvlaki has chips in it sometimes no. in the UK. Not This isn't like authentic stuff. Right. But what do you think about that when people do it? Well, I've never had I've never had a Suvlaki in this country. Yeah, George, funny enough, it was on Bake Off last year. He's a Cypriot lad. He's been inviting me up to his house to come and have souvlaki in his house. And I make it normally at home. And I've got a little machine, little Cypriot uh, mm-hmm. barbecue machine. And you put your put your batteries in. And it just revolves these little oh, pizza pork over the charcoal. Wow. And it's delicious. So I like making them at home. So I make my own pitters and then it's ready. 
But George being a, a Cypriot over here, I need to go over to his house and have, some, mm. and have a bottle of Kiev as well. That'd be fantastic. I'm going to try and make soup like I've got a barbecue with an attachment, like a rotisserie attachment yeah, thing. That's the I'm one. Gonna, I'm going to give that a go. No, you have to. Yeah, um, yeah. Make sure you ask the butcher to cut from the neck. Right. And you want a little bit of fat on there as well, because mm-hmm. obviously that's where the flavour You don't want to just lean pork and yeah. just dry up. But then as it's cooking near the end, cover it in red wine, just drizzle it in red Ooh. wine, salt. And then dried oregano on it yeah. as well, just to finish it off. It's just fantastic. Are you marinating the pork before you... I, a little bit of yoghurt yeah, oh, okay. with mint, um, a little squeeze of lemon juice. And just you can basically marinate it for overnight if you want, or just for an hour is, yeah. is minimum. But yeah. Oh, I'm definitely going to do that. That sounds very good. I'm going to do that this summer. I love it, honestly. Change your life. Yeah, and it's healthy. Not it's, if you eat nice. eight of them, which is what I'm going to do. Yeah, well, that's what Ed, Ed's very clever with that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm smart. I'll get around yeah, this yeah, healthy yeah. thing. I always, say, I always say I'm going to have more than one because I get sometimes I get to Cyprus on holiday and on the way from the airport to the hotel, I'll stop off on my favourite takeaway. Yeah, I go give, give us two. Like I only get through one. I'm going. I can't eat that. I'm going to keep that. So when, I'll go to the hotel and stash it somewhere, you know. When you book the holiday, how often are you thinking about having the souvlaki on the lead up to it? About 10 minutes before I book it, it's on my mind. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, I'm actually looking at the time I arrived to see if the yeah. takeaway is still going to be open. Yeah. yeah. So I'll time my arrivals before the takeaway closes. Yeah. Um. So, I, yeah. And then as soon as I'm on the plane, I'm going, ah. Oh, it's such a good feeling i always overdo it with stuff like that when i um, went to copenhagen recently yeah and absolutely obsessed with that sausage roll yeah at heart bakery uh, oh my and literally we walked for an hour and a half from our hotel to get to to get to the bakery mm-hmm. two of them straight away straight down and then on the last day of the holiday i was like oh my I might go and walk and get another one. It's an hour and a half's walk. So I looked up on Google Maps. An hour and a half's yeah, walk? Yeah, I looked up on Google Maps. There was another branch just around the corner from the hotel. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so I could have done that, first of all. So I just went and had two more just before the flight. Absolutely. It is phenomenal, though. And then That's you get schnaggle, you get schnaggle, don't you, in Copenhagen, which um, is the Danish pastries, which is sort of twisted. I really didn't nice. have a schnaggle. Really I nice. went straight for the meal as well. It's delicious. Oh, I'll get a schnaggle next time. I'm yeah, going to be schnaggle. there later this year on my Scandinavian tour. Ah. Yes. Are you going to, are you going to, go to Iceland? Uh, I don't think so. Because I was, I went there during City Bakes. I did this series called City Bakes, where I travelled all over the place. Went to Iceland, and we we made this um, bread, which we buried in the volcanic sort of oh, uh, yeah. heated waters, and we left that for twenty four hours. Then the guys took me to their pub to try shark, and it and it was that fermented shark, huh. and I was like, "What?" He said, "You've got to try it to delicacy." And I went, "What?" So, <laughs> and you you. Ate, Everyone in the everyone in the pub left. The he pub. doesn't seem to understand. He just keeps saying what. <laughs> they all left the pub, and literally they're all outside looking through the glasses. I was at the bar with this barman. He gave me this container. He says it's in the container. So I opened it. It was like one of the, you know these Russian dolls. Yeah. Uh-huh. Eventually, I got through to this little pot and I opened it up and I went, "That doesn't smell all right." It literally takes about a minute for it to hit your nostrils. I had a little bit and in, in mouth. I went, "It's a bit like a crab stick." Uh-huh. But then within 10 seconds, oh the ammonia God. burns your nose and the smell. Oh, jeez. Literally, wow. it took the pub about three days to clear it. So why but are they... it was worth it for the prank. <laughs> oh. <laughs> why have they got it then? It's, it, they don't waste food. They right. don't waste... I mean, in in Iceland, I had meringues made with uh, sheep's blood. Wow. They wow. don't waste the blood. Yeah. And if you emulsify blood with sugar, it actually emulsifies and you can make meringues with it. Wow. So right. they made these grey meringues. And he said, try it, it's meringue. It didn't tell me what was in it. So I tried it and I went, well, that's really unusual. It tastes good, though. So it's made with blood. I went, 
what? Really? <laughs> and they're like, was the what guys turned up. He's yeah. saying it again. He's it again. <laughs> I gave him a blood meringue. Guess what he said. <laughs> what would you do if someone turned up on Bake Off and made sheep's blood meringue? Mm. Well, it tastes great. Yeah. I mean, um, it wouldn't be on vegan week. But I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah. it, 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 it did taste like, but they don't waste anything. Yeah. You know, if you're going to eat an animal, you know, they don't waste anything. The eyeballs, the whole thing, mm. tripe. I mean, they eat everything. And you think, fair play. Yeah. Um, they're not going to waste anything. Think, okay, and that was the survival thing in, in Iceland. Yeah. That's what, I mean, probably not meringues. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> we need some meringue. <laughs> and we've got nothing to eat. Let's make a meringue. Have we got any cream? You brought up meringue and cream, and I thought about asking you about baked Alaska gate, but, but you know, that was... <laughs> I'm sure you've moved on from that. We, we asked Sue Perkins about it when she was on the pod. Oh, yeah. She talked about it for a bit. It you was know, bad there. I, I know you're all probably still We're obsessed with the Baked Alaska gate. Yeah, we are yeah. obsessed with when, when he threw the Baked Alaska in the bin. Well, he threw it, he did throw it away. And the problem is, <laughs> we we were upset that he threw it away. Yeah. Sue came running over to me. I was in the green room. Yeah. Uh, Ian, he said, he's yeah. just throwing his Baked Alaska in the bin. I went, what? Of course you did. Of course you said that. <laughs> so I came back. I came back and I went, have you been doing it? He said, oh, well, it was a mess. A mess. Basically, his ice cream was never going to set. Yeah. And I think it was Diane uh, was there. And Diane had opened up the fridge or moved something out of the fridge. But it was literally out for a minute. Mm. So his recipe was essentially wrong anyway. But the fact is he threw everything away. Mm. We had nothing to judge. And what does that tell, you know, for the kids watching it? What it means is if you throw a hissy fit and chuck everything in the bin, you're still going to do all right. Yeah. That's not what we were trying to say. So hence him leaving. Yeah. Because you are, like, if even if it showed up like a complete soup, like... James, yes. James's did. You will still taste it and yeah. go. I see what yeah. you were going for, and that yeah, was yeah. the flavour you were going for. And, and even, things even went if it wrong. was just a meringue, yeah. and all the ice cream had gone. At least we're eating something. Yeah, but to do nothing and just have a fit and throw it in a bin is probably not the best thing. I felt for. I, I think he regrets that. To be yeah, honest, yeah, I'm sure. I tell you what, though, his sister now has a baked Alaska business. <laughs> it's, it's, it's going really well. She really thrived over lockdown. You did meringue, didn't you? Oh yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a showstopper. Yeah, you put salt on top of I it. Put for salt a laugh. on top of it for a laugh. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I asked Prue if she noticed the secret ingredient. She said no. <laughs> I thought it was salt. She was like, okay. Your dream drink? Beer. Just like that. But it has to, the beauty of that is it has to be very, 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 very cold. Mm. Uh-huh. And I actually particularly like drinking it from the bottle. And I like it when you're in a hot country. Yeah. And the problem is you can't have a pint. I know living in Cyprus six years, um, you can't have a pint. Because in the summer, by the time you get halfway down, it's roasting. Yeah. It's like it's like a cup of tea. So you only have to have bottles and you have to keep the bottles icy. I like it when you go to a, one of these uh, bars, certainly if you're on holiday, and they bring the frozen glass out uh-huh. and they decant the bottle into a frozen glass. You, you pick it up and you go, oh. <laughs> <laughs> the first one doesn't touch the side, gives another one out. Yeah. And it, it just tastes amazing. I think a good, a good lager is... Is good. I mean, I have to be in the mood for bitter, mm. uh, and there's, there are some good bitters in Kent. You know, some of these home breweries and stuff. But I, you know, good, good citrusy lager. I'm happy with that. Yeah, a, yeah. Cip- a Cypriot lager is that? Is that Keo's sort of... nice? Yeah, yeah. Keo's nice. Um, I quite like Moretti as well. Mm-hmm. Moretti on draft is is particularly good. Yeah, I, I don't mind as long as it's cold. It has to be really cold. I like that. I do like a frozen glass. When we were recording podcasts uh, during the lockdown, when it was summer, we would, before we started an episode, sometimes it was a Friday, we'd go, we're going to go and put our glasses in the freezer. <laughs> so we knew at the end we were going to go have a... Me and Benito really? did that. Do you remember Benito? What? Yeah. I, I didn't do that. Yeah, you're not in the gang. What? I, 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 I was <laughs> with the cool kids. I was in on this. I think I would put our glasses in the freezer. Frosted glasses. 
What? I think ultimately... Sorry, that was your catchphrase, Paul. I shouldn't have said that. What? Apologies, don't sue me. I think ultimately, you've got to look at... Um, I, I've, I've done a bit of travelling over the years, whether it's for film crew or just holidays. And I still go for a... If I see a pina colada, I'll have one of them. Yeah. yeah. But you've got to have the cherry in the spot. And if you've got a firework at the top of it... Oh yeah, bring it on! <laughs> well, it's the dream restaurant. Do you, so, do you want a cold bottle of lager with a, with a sparkle with, with, the a, with a pina colada chaser? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> absolutely, sure, yeah, of course you can, definitely. <laughs> Both in a frozen glass. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm preferably in a pool. I'd like to be up to nipple heights. Yes, in a in a very warm pool yeah. with about thirty six degrees. Yeah. As I'm wading through the water, creating mm-hmm. a you know a bit of a wake behind me. Yeah, you know kids all getting washed in as you yeah. head to the bar, yeah. and then you get there and then you grab your cold beer, and while you're there, you say, "And make me a pina colada." Lovely, yeah. For I mean, that's just life, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, this is funny as well because, like, again, when Sue Perkins was on, she she talked about being in, in a jacuzzi. She did talk about being in a jacuzzi, but that ended very differently, didn't it? Yes, but <laughs> if you want, you can have the same experience as her. In jacuzzi? Yeah, the, the, the same experience that she had in the jacuzzi. You can add it to your dream menu, if you like, without knowing what it is. No, I'm going to stick with the pool. You don't, you, you don't, you don't want the mystery <laughs> jacuzzi experience. <laughs> There's a story about Mel, but I, which I'm not going to say. But uh, I think ultimately, <laughs> I think wading nipple high in water yeah. to try and get to the bar before it closes. You want it to be water, you don't want it to be nipple high in pina colada. That would be nice, mm. but that would be a hell of a lot of wading. A lot of cream. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it'd be a workout, wouldn't it? It'd, yeah. it'd be a serious workout. Yeah. No, I think wading through quite, you know, very warm, what, 26 degree yeah. pool mm-hmm. to get to the bar yeah. uh, before oh, someone nicks the last seat. Don't yeah. want to be in pina and that's, colada it's, a, it's an underwater bar, you know what I mean, with the yeah. seats are yeah, sunken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking about wasps and in a pina colada pool. Yeah. It'd be horrible, wouldn't it? <laughs> and your, your Icelandic friends would be like, you can't waste any of that. Yeah. You better <laughs> drink the whole pool. Uh, they'll, make a, they'll make something from that. Yeah, yeah. Give that to people. Nice Nipple height's so specific as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Interesting. But yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because I guess it's sort of high enough that you feel quite submerged. Yeah. But you, you, your arms could stay dry could still, to do things. still stay to grab the drinks. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. it's got that release... Yeah, um, I think nipple high's about right. Nipple high's about. If you go right, neck, yeah. I think you're struggling because you've yeah. got to lift your arms up to get out. You know, yeah, yeah. it's a bit much in it. Neck high, nipple high's perfect. Yeah, you want to be able to like have your arms on the side like that. You yeah. know, that's that's the, yeah. the listener. Especially if you got one in each. Yeah, you got one in each hand. Um, what firework do you want in the top of the pina colada, Catherine? Will? Uh, I reckon a fifteen pound rocket. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. Uh, there was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think sixteen firecrackers. Yeah. yeah, or just a sparkle would do. Yeah, rammed into a strategically placed glacé cherry. Yeah, lovely. Yeah, that is similar to Sue's experience. With the, well, got, it's the pineapple as well, isn't it? So you want that sort of pierced. Yeah. Do you like a glacé cherry? No, no. It's, it's just you. sugar. Yeah. yeah, awful, isn't it? You love it. Hey, glacé glacé cherry. You love sugar. I love sugar. Hate a glacé cherry. Yeah, I don't like. Cherry. I like Morello cherries and the yep. sort of. A little sourness to the cherry. Mm. Chocolate and Morello cherries um, in a bread. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Mm. That'll sound good. Yeah, that's that's more like it, yeah. A glass of cherry on a nice bun is not... I take that off. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for ruining the bun, you stupid cherry. Yeah, then you cut it and butter it. I always butter an ice bun. Interesting. Have you ever had an ice bun with lemon curd running through it? No. No. Oh, it changed like your life to. forever. So it's lemon icing on the top. Yeah. And inside you have lemon curd piped all the way through. Ooh, wow. Very good. But you oh. butter a nice bun as well. Oh, yeah. Wow. Interesting. That's what I told you. My my dad does every year. He buys Stollen at Christmas, and I walk into the kitchen and find him buttering a slice of Stollen. I'm like, how long do you want to live? Do you know how much butter's in a Stollen? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
I think three pounds. It's like buttering fried bread. (laughs) (laughs) We arrive at your dream dessert. Very exciting. This is a very clean one, this one. And simple and dead easy. And it's a lime posset. Ah. Mm. Now, I think it's such a clean... I only Mm. had one recently, a couple of days ago. And I make them, if I'm having a dinner party, it's the best thing to make because it's so simple. Basically, it's the zest and the juice in cream, which you warmed up over a pan. And once it's warmed up, you then decant it into a, preferably, a very good champagne glass. Uh-huh. Leave that to set in the fridge for a few hours and then serve it with um, a little shortbread. And oh. just, just and it, it just sets beautifully. Oh, yeah. It's like, it's like, it's, it's, it's creamy. Yeah. And, it, and then you get that zing of lime. And you go in, oh, and then a little bite of the shortbread, which again must be crumbly. Again, mm. in the book, fantastic recipe. Yeah. But I think what you do with the with the shortbread is you bite into it. It's crumbly, it's buttery, melts in the mouth, and then you've got that lime kick, which mm. has got that texture of just right whipped cream. It's just stunning. For you, what edges it in front of a lemon posset? Because lemon, lemon posset, I love a lemon posset. A lemon, lemon posset is probably the most common posset, right? Yeah. 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 Oh, it's the yeah. biggest posset well, out lime, there, right? Yeah. yeah. It's the main posset. Yeah. But you're, but you're, you're putting lime in front I, of I it. Like, limes are one of my favourite mm. favorite citrus fruits, um, which you should have known that. You both should have known that if you've done Bake Off. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> should have done our research. <laughs> if you make me a key lime pie, even if it said... Can you make us a cream horn? And you just made a key lime yeah. pie. You'd have got a handshake and one style bakery. <laughs> Has anyone ever well, done that I've on done the technical? Just Maybe made something should. completely different. Just yeah. looking at you, I'm going to make. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's like if someone throws a question at you, instead of saying, what? You, you, ba- you basically uh, twist it into something that you do know about. Yeah. I mean, I've done that loads of times. Yeah. Journalists ask me a particularly difficult question. I talk about baguettes. Yeah. <laughs> To give him a recipe. Let's rank the citrus fruits. Well, I, I, yeah, I'd like to get into that, and I'd like to get into what other possets are there apart from lemon and lime. Yeah, I think orange. those things are important. Can Tangerine, you do an orange, orange you posset? work with that, yeah. Okay, well, let's rank the citrus fruits in okay. terms of possets and general. Yeah, so we've got lemon, lime, orange, grapefruit. Grapefruit. What else are we talking? We've got tangerine, mandarin, all the derivatives of the easy peelers. Yeah, sure. Finger, li- uh, finger limes? Have you had finger a finger lime? lime? No, I've had a key lime. Finger limes are crazy. They've got these like little pods in them that is incredibly citrusy. Yeah. And they're quite small, but then you cut them open, they look like little aliens. They're they're weird, but very trend very trendy in uh in like in cooking. Mm. I've it's my first year judging on Great British Menu and everyone ah. had everyone had a finger lime and something. Oh, oh, right. oh yeah, yeah, I forgot Ed is also a judge. I didn't realise you I'm could. A, I'm an easier I'm an easier judge. At the minute. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> I only take you know, a few more okay. series, see see how <laughs> yeah. see how easy it is. But I, th- I do think citrus hold a lot of key to um, elements of baking because you don't need a lot in and it packs a punch. Mm-hmm. It's like when, when I'm judging, people say, oh, it's got lime in it, or it's got grapefruit, orange or lemon. And you go, well, it better had because when you mm-hmm. bite into it, you want that, you want yeah. that slight ooh, that mm-hmm. intake of breath to yeah. get the kick and then that bitterness. And then at the end, that sweetness that lingers in the mouth, it's beautiful. Yeah. Oh man, I, I was I was just eating a jar of lemon curd for about two weeks. I just keep kept going to the the fridge and just having a lemon curd, and it just tastes exactly like lemon meringue pie filling. And that's what I told myself. Oh, yeah, it is. That's what I told myself I was doing. You should have made the base and a bit of meringue for the top. Yeah, yeah, but you know I'm still scarred. I'm still getting over that. <laughs> um, right, let's do so. Limes number one. What's number two? Lemon. Lemon's number two. The classic. Orange or grapefruit here? I'm going to guess you're going to go orange before grapefruit. I'm going to go maybe... grapefruit. Ah, you know my granddad every Sharper. morning. 
um, always had a grapefruit, half a grapefruit for breakfast. Always. Religiously, he had this grapefruit. And I used to watch him going, I couldn't eat that. But now, because I'm getting older, I'm thinking, oh, I quite fancy a grapefruit yeah. for breakfast. Yeah. Do you think it's an age thing with grapefruit? M- maybe. I don't know. I like mean, revving you up in the morning. Uh, maybe. Yeah. It's healthy. I mean, yeah. it's really healthy. Although my, my wife used to have frozen grapefruit in the morning. So she'd oh. leave half a grapefruit in the freezer and then get it out and leave it to defrost for a little bit. And then it's like having a sort of sorbet, sorbet. in the morning. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Interesting. Yeah, that's a nice idea. Yeah. yeah. Rob Deere in a comedian used to do that with grapes. He'd just put grapes in the freezer and then yeah. have them all the time. As I little, did the same with Maltesers. Yeah. I, mean. <laughs> I, think, I think a Malteser from a freezer is a thing. When, it, when you bite into it, it goes, it literally yeah. just explodes in your mouth. A Malfreezer. Malt fruit, so yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you're, you're really, better. yeah, just gonna get that in. Did there, he sugar the grapefruit, old grandpops? Um, there was a little bit of sugar on there, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, um, he, not too much because he was diabetic, actually. Uh huh. So he, he yeah. used to just put a little bit of little bit of sugar, but not much. Yeah. <laughs> I'm type one diabetic, so, he, he so any any, any, oh, men- any mention of diabetes. Yeah. Oh, right, okay. Nice, nice to welcome someone else to the gang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm really glad we got a posset in there. But yeah, I, and that's something that I just don't really ever think about them. But when they are on a menu, yeah, it's very exciting. Yeah, and a lime posset. I'd never thought of yeah. that because you think obviously the lemon is the leader of the posset posse. Mm. Yeah, and then the lime sort of is you know hanging in the background, more of a henchman. Yeah, sort of yeah, backing yeah. the lemon up in yeah. arguments. Yeah, and stuff. yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I think he's the he's the one that's he's a smart one. Yeah, and I, I think ultimately when you've had a big meal and you think I couldn't eat anything, but then you look at it and go. I'll have the posset. Yeah. Because actually it's light enough to be able to almost have it like a soup. Mm-hmm. Um, although I did want to, I did have one a few months ago and they hadn't set it and they brought, it looked great. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm. so I got me again, a long spoon yeah. Yeah. and I stuck it in because it cleaned it from the prawn cocktail. <laughs> so I, st- I stuck it straight in and it went, because it was just liquid. They hadn't oh, set no. it. Uh, I was you, livid. You should have shot, shotted it. Well, it did. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, and yeah, I complained yeah. that it wasn't set. <laughs> I had to shot this. Come here. <laughs> I had to shot this posset. My, my dad made a lemon posset once from a Gary Rhodes cookbook, and it's honestly the richest thing I've ever eaten. Oh, yeah. But yeah. I think he used. I think he must have given everyone each the whole recipe for four because it was in a wine glass but in a massive like Bordeaux glass like almost yeah. up to the top just right. peaked yeah exactly people were just like oh get a slab of butter on yeah. the top <laughs> spread a bit of butter on that lovely yeah. there you go guys <laughs> I've buttered your possets for you already so it doesn't need any more it arrived and I went what <laughs> yeah. what yeah, what the <laughs> I'm going to read your order back to you now see how you feel about it um, water, still water, yeah. poplums or bread, a seeded roll with butter, mm-hmm. starter, a pint of prawn cocktail, main, souvlaki, side dish, soggy chips with salt and vinegar from a chip shop, drink, very cold bottle of lager and a pina colada chaser, nipple deep in a pool. <laughs> <laughs> can I, can I check, are you nipple deep in a pool for the whole meal or are you just getting in there for the drink? I think I just go in there for a drink. Yeah, prawn, prawn cocktail nipple deep doesn't feel nice, no, does it? it? Does, it just does, for the listener, right. just for the listener here as well. When you say nipple deep, yeah, um, you, you're not doing a handstand. <laughs> no, that'd be a bit shallow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, 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 just making sure. Yeah, really shallow. Some of the listeners might have thought you were handstanding it in a no, pool, no, no, no. nipple deep. What, with, trunk, with, with what sort snorkel. of trunks are you wearing in this scenario? By oh, the they're, they're sort of, they're just baggy shorts. Okay, cool. you know, yeah, down yeah. to your knee with yeah. a nice netting. Ed always thinks about, you know, we've got some... There's, a, there's some mums who listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you got to think about the mums. They're going to want to know, what kind of shorts are these? <laughs> Dessert, lime posset with shortbread. Yeah. 
which I believe is, I mean, is that made made by your own fair hand? I, I'd be happy to make it. Yeah, you can make that. Maybe with a little zest of lime in that as well. Oh, nice. Is short, shortbread an easy an yeah. easy one to make? Yeah, it's and that's easy. And that's in bake? That's in bake. It is. There's, there's flour, you've got butter and sugar, and that's mm-hmm. pretty much it. And then you put whatever zest you want in there. But Amazing. once you've chilled the, the paste down, bring it out, roll it out, cut it, bake it straight away with a little bit of sugar on the top. Mm. Mm. That sounds good. That's, that's a lovely menu, Paul. Really simple. nice. Yeah. But it, it's highly effective. It'll do the job. Yeah. I think, James, when the book comes out tomorrow... Yeah. No, it comes out in June. Yeah, but when this episode goes out... <laughs> <laughs> when the book comes out, whatever time you are living in when you hear this... Yes. I think you should bake something from the book. Yes. And then put some. we'll put some pictures up. I will. I will do it. Yeah. I will do it. Okay. I will bake something from the book, and you can put it out, out of the off-menu account... Yeah, maybe um, we need, maybe we need to go. I tell you what we need to do. We need to go to carry this on, but in a pool. I know in Cyprus. Yeah, nipple deep, <laughs> nipple with, deep, with a us. beer and, <laughs> and a pina colada. Yeah, that's what it's complicated though. When there's more, there's a few people in the pool getting it nipple deep because we've all got to get our nipples aligned. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> We that's what it's all, we have a wave machine. Yeah, yeah, get yeah. a wave machine. That's yeah. a very specific wave machine, all aiming different <laughs> waves at people's nipples. It gets the nipples. <laughs> it's going to have to be a sort of laser thing. Yeah, we'll yeah. figure it out. We'll figure it out. I'm sure we can do it. Yeah. They can do anything, anything these days, can Anything we've done. Yeah, exactly. Even on a hill. Also, <laughs> we're going to have to step it. Also, yeah, we're going to have to we're step have it. Steps. Yeah, I yeah. think if you were nipple deep in a pool, yeah. I would give you the nickname Nipple Deep Pool. Yeah, nice. <laughs> You've done this before, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'd be, everyone would be talking. You met Nipple Deep Paul. Yeah. <laughs> Nipple Deep Paul, he, get, he, he loves it. The when Icelandic said, guy's there. There he is over there, and I go, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, the what guy? Yeah, the what guy. We know him. <laughs> Thank you very much for coming to the Dream Restaurant, no, Paul. Pleasure. Thank, Thank you, Paul. You. Thank Always you forgiven. <laughs> Well, there we are. I think that actually ended really nicely, James. Yeah. I, I feel like a lot's been resolved for me. I feel a lot of healing took place there. You came in very hot. Yeah. Um, well, it's burst out the lamp in a, in a rage. You burst out the lamp in a rage. Yeah. I was also prepared for things to get heated. Mm-hmm. I knew that you would. Yeah. And I, you know, I had a few things to pick Hollywood's bones about as yeah. well. But it turns out he's actually quite sweet and disarming. <laughs> um, yes. So we just had a really nice chat. Yep. We had a chat afterwards as well. He gave us a little cuddle goodbye. Yeah. It was, I think lo- that it was, was a- to avoid the handshake. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it felt to me. <laughs> but he shook my hand when I arrived. What? He shook my hand when I arrived. Didn't happen to me. What? And Benito? Benito yeah. got a handshake? Yeah. And in the photo. Mm. Yeah. You didn't see what happened in the photo, did you? No. Because we'd actually said before, yesterday, we said, oh, I said to you, I'm going to shake his hand. Yes. Um, in the photo, and you can look really angry about it. In the photo, I shook his hand, and then he offered his other hand for you to shake, and you didn't even see. I didn't see that. Oh, what? What? Oh no! <laughs> so you've still never had a Hollywood handshake, but hey, declining one—that's cool. Yeah, people think I'm real cool when they see that. No, they'll immediately know that you didn't see the hand. Well, not unless they listen to this bit. <laughs> Of course, Paul did not say aquafaba. He didn't say aquafaba. And to be fair, by the time we got to dessert, I would have felt bad kicking him out. He was a nice man. I would have yes. felt pretty bad being like, get out the kitchen. Plus, we would have missed out on that lovely lime posset, which yeah. I really, really want now. Yeah, absolutely. Paul's new cookbook, Bake, My Best Ever Recipes for the Classics, is out tomorrow. If you're listening to this on the 8th of June, 2022, it's on the 9th of June, 2022, that that book comes out. It is published by Bloomsbury. Bloomsbury. Hardback, £26. Ebook, £18.20. 
Uh, go get it because it sounds fantastic. Lots of lovely recipes. I'm going to be cooking some things from it. James, you have now promised to cook yep. something from it and take a picture. I'm going to do it. I'm actually quite excited about it. Yeah. And yeah, I'll, uh, Benito will make sure that the evidence is provided for the public. And when me and Paul go to George's house for Suvlagi, yeah. then um, I'll show him the pictures. Yeah. Okay. So see what he says. He'll go, who's that guy? <laughs> what? Can't remember. What? What? I'm, so, I'm sorry. What? Um, I'm back on tour uh, from September onwards. Uh, go to edgamble.co.uk. Come and see me on tour. I have a book coming out as well. I don't want to go you know, head-to-head with Paul on this one, mm. but it's a completely different subject. James A. Gass's Guide to Quitting Social Media, Being the Best You You Can Be, and Curing Yourself of Loneliness, Volume 1. It comes out in August. You can pre-order it. It's very silly. I'm very happy with it. It's a bit like baking yours, though, isn't it? It's about baking, sort of baking your personality and the ingredients of what makes a man. I've not read it, but yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that. It's about... It's sort of about um, masculinity uh, for the Snapchat generation, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, I thought yeah, so. Yeah. I, thought you, I, knew, I knew absolutely it. Absolutely bang on the yeah, money. Yeah, I thought so. Um, it's, the end of the, it's the end of the series. End of the series. You know, always a very emotional time. Yes. Some of you might be thinking, what the hell am I meant to do next week? Yeah. You know, when, when, when this podcast doesn't go out. Uh, my recommendation, you know, go back and listen to one of your favourites. Yeah. One of the classics. Listen to this one. And then go back and listen to them all in reverse order. Yeah, or do all the Bake Off ones. We, 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 you know, do, oh, do the good. Bake Off collection. The Bake Off collection. Keegan, Perkins, Selassie, Hussein, Hatcher. So many great Bake Off episodes. And there's plenty more people from the Bake Off cinematic universe that I want to get on, James. Yeah, yeah. We will steadily get everybody one by one. Yeah, we will. I guess Tom Allen, Joe Brand, both from the Bake Off cinematic universe as well. That's true. So add them to that. Yeah, I will. That's great. That's great. We're doing well. I I, I, I want to get Mel. Yeah. I want to get Noel. And Leith. We've got to get Leith. We've got to get Leith. If there's anyone who won't put up with our shit, it's Prue Leith. Yeah, we've got to get <laughs> Prue Leith and see how much shit she'll put up with. <laughs> That's the aim. <laughs> and we've been sent loads of lovely stuff, James. Food. Shout outs. Food shout outs. There's the jingle that we all know and love. Uh, we've been sent beers from a couple of different places, actually. Yep. We've been sent some beers from Lake Down Brewing Company, who are based in Sussex. Uh, there's a lovely can in front of me now, actually, of a New England IPA. Uh, beautiful can design. And I do like a New England IPA, so I will happily tuck into that. Yeah, delicious. Um, I got sent a Jim Carner uh, home kit, cook at home kit. I think you're getting one at some point. I mean, I'd already got one of those. I paid for it. Uh, like, Yeah, I've done that as well for New once, Year. Yeah, once, for yeah. New Year. Yeah. And it was the best uh, cook-at-home kit I think I had. It was 2020. Yeah. The, ni- the, you know, the nicest meal I had at home uh, that year. You know, there's a lot of cooking at home, a lot of takeaways, a lot of cook-at-home kits. That one was like, suddenly, I was literally transported into Jim Carner itself, which I've been to before. Well, I think I think we're both in agreement that Jim is probably one of the best restaurants Man, in London. So good. The food's so good. Uh, so the fact you can get a meal kit of it is pretty good. Yeah. And I'll be even more excited about it when I get one and I'm not on tour. Yeah. Uh, we've also been sent some Beavertown beers. Yeah. Beavertown, one of the best. Thank you, Claudia Jesse, for shouting them out and getting us some freebies. Sorry, Benito's puppy is in here. Benito's um, got a puppy. Benito's got a puppy. Um, and there's some little whimperings going on. Someone wants some Beaver Town. He heard us mention Beaver yeah, Town beers. Beaver He's Town. doing a little bit of whimpering. Oh. Don't worry, buddy. You'll get some Beaver Town. <laughs> we'll get some for you. He's proper cute. 
and so's his dog. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> Great. There's some coffee as well. I'm a coffee boy, so I'm very happy with this. South Coast Roast. Uh, some uh, ground coffee here. Uh, and it gives you the roast to date, so you know when it... Yes, toast. Um, so very excited to suck into that toast. as well. I'll be taking this home with me. And we've been sent some noble water, James. Yes, yeah, sustainable water, all in Tetra packs, so it's recyclable. Yeah. That's exciting, isn't it? It is, and I love water. Yeah, yeah. I, I tell you what, it's underrated. It is. I now, it's part of my routine. Yep. First thing I do in the morning, big pint of water. Yep. And I tell you what, that helps with your poops. Ah, not enough people talk about that. Congratulations, no. Ed. Thank you. Well, we do on this podcast, of course. Yeah, of course we do. Thank you very much for listening to this series. Uh, you've all been uh, great, I guess. I Top fig. Yeah. I don't, I don't get to see you listening to it, but I'm sure you're all great when you're listening to it. Yeah, yeah. I bet. Yeah. I bet they're brilliant. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Lucy Beaumont. And guess what? I'm Sam Campbell. If you enjoy, well, um, there's another, there's a uh, another podcast just coming out. Oh, no, the podcast is out now. Yeah. If people have enjoyed Off Menu, will they enjoy Lucy and Sam's Perfect Brains? I don't, I don't know. There's, well, there's a bit of crossover. We talk about um, maybe, you know, a couple of food uh, issues. We talk about cutlery, and that's near food. We reckon it's out now. Not soon, it's now. Is it on all the platforms? Oh, it absolutely is. If you like James and if you love Ed, you might get a kick out of this. But yeah, again, no pressure. But um, yeah, this one is coming. This one's out now. Lucy and Sam's Perfect Brands.